0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, depending on how you came to meditation practice, how you first got introduced to it, or when you got first introduced to it, you may have an idea that may be an obvious idea, or it may be a subtle one kind of in the back of your mind. An idea that... The practice is meant to somehow transcend our bodily earthly experiences. You may have this vision that meditation practice should be should be about sitting still for hours and just kind of like you know, like like this Buddha here, lost in bliss, and somehow the mind is. Uh, in some transcendent realm, whereas the body has kind of got left behind or something. There's certainly many aspects of meditation literature that supports this idea. There's a lot about, you know, what to do with your mind, what to do with your mind. You could start to think that it's all about the mind and maybe the body isn't so important. And certain, you know, just things that about kind of the general uh, stereotype of what it means to meditate could also kind of support having this idea that um, somehow we just have to, this mind has to like overcome the body. But I would say, there's certainly my experience and uh, in this tradition, it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite We're not transcending the body because the body is a little bit bothersome or something. The opposite is that we are becoming reacquainted, we're becoming familiar, we're becoming intimate in some way, and even loving and appreciating our bodies I know when I first started meditation practice, this was hard for me to understand. I didn't really know I had this, but I had this idea in my mind that only became apparent when I started meditating, that somehow the body was just this bothersome thing that was following me around. It was never, you know, looked the way I thought it should or felt the way I thought it should or something like this, and... I had this feeling that somehow things would just be better if this pesky body thing wasn't (laughs) always there. It was a surprise for me to learn that actually mindfulness practice, so much of mindfulness practice is about being embodied, being present here, now inside of our bodies. When we first start meditating, we discover that our bodies fidget, itch, cough, sneeze, get achy, we may get bored, our legs fall asleep, and we may discover that we actually dislike sitting still. But if our body has sensations and we're trying to ignore it or pretend that it's not there or resist them or ruminate on them, then somehow we're like trying to live outside of physicality, outside of just an integral part of the, what it means to be a human. And if we're trying to live outside of physicality, then We're bound to, uh, this is a recipe for a fractured life. Like, you know, like this is okay, but that's not okay. And practice is about the opposite. It's about integrating all of our lives, all aspects, all aspects. Integrating, befriending, getting acquainted with, becoming familiar with everything. Everything. There are no exceptions. So, I'd like to talk a little bit tonight about how mindfulness of the body can be a real support for mindfulness practice, can be a real support and is an integral part of the practice. So, first of all, maybe I'll say that um, often uh, we may think that we're doing mindfulness of the body because we're thinking about the body, which of course is different than actually. Like uh, being with the sensations, feeling. That's different than thinking about having an image about um, maybe hearing a voice about the body. It's very different than having, like you, I'm going like this, like this, just feeling the sensations. And we face a Better chance of happiness, a better chance of well being, a better chance of ease, sense of completeness and contentment. If we, rather than trying to control it with thinking or um, wishing that our body were elsewhere, if we can do this embodiment of the body. Embodiment, that sounds funny, embodiment of the body, but Somehow to you know drop in and inhabit our physical, phys- physical aspects of our experience. So mindfulness of the body supports us in three ways. We can think about it in three ways. I'll talk about these. The first is just our posture, the posture that we take when we meditate. I'll talk about that a little bit, and then just um, like periodically dipping into, in some way, mindfulness of the body can support whatever practice we're doing, whether we're doing mindfulness of breathing, loving-kindness practice, concentration practice, anything else, kind of like intermittently tapping into mindfulness of the body can be real support for whichever practice we're doing. And then a third way is that mindfulness of the body itself could be our practice. That could be the primary focus. So I'll talk about these for a little bit and then um, I'll guide us through uh, some mindfulness of the body. So first with the posture. Of course it's really hard to have meditation practice if you feel really uncomfortable. So the trick is to find some ease with alertness with uprightness so to sit in such a way that kind of have some dignity kind of express our dignity that has some have some confidence of some sort yes i am here now So this can mean feeling grounded. So like maybe feeling the pressure of the chair or the cushion against your body. Maybe feeling your feet on the ground. As well as allowing the spine as best you can to stack up. Like over the sits bones and the pelvis. In such a way that our limbs can kind of hang from this from the spine, and we don't have to use muscles to stay upright. There's a little bit of muscle, but if we allow the skeleton to do most of the work, then there can be a little bit more ease. If you find that you're trying to uh, force yourself to be up, then with the musculature, you can do that for only so long, and then you're going to become uncomfortable in a pretty short time. (coughs) So part of the maybe the key thing is to have some uprightness and some groundedness (laughs) and some ease I'll say a few things that might be helpful whether you're sitting in a chair or sitting on the floor it can be really helpful to have your knees lower than your hips or the same level as your hips if they're a little bit higher then it tends your back tends to curve a little bit differently and then it gets a little bit um, it's not as uh, comfortable so as best you can And if you're sitting in a chair, it can be really helpful to have your feet flat on the ground and feel solid there. If you're like me and you're not quite tall enough to do that, then you can bring the ground up to you. (coughs) And that is by putting a cushion or uh, something on the ground so that you can feel really uh, steady and solid. In this way, a steadiness of body can support a steadiness of mind. an alertness, a certain amount of energy in the body can uh, support some alertness and a certain amount of energy in the mind also, especially at this time of day, right at the end of the day, perhaps you're tired and been busy doing all kinds of things. And with um, this practice, we also can just trust that the body knows how to breathe and that it knows how to sit upright, up straight. It's also a certain amount of letting go. So I'm throwing around different words, right? You know, kind of like uprightness and letting go and grounded and steadiness. But it's part of the practice here is to find the combination of those different elements. So the second part is that mindfulness of the body can support whatever practice we're doing. Last week I talked about a tool that we can use if there's some difficulties that arise. Sometimes difficulties arise, right, in meditation practice. And we use the acronym RAFT, recognize, allow, feel, and tease apart. F stands for feel, like Feeling the body, like the sensations, rather than thoughts about it. Part of the reason why this is helpful is, of course, the body is here and now, right? It's not uh, spinning around in thoughts or something like this, right? Instead, it can be like an anchor and can really provide some groundedness, So in this way, that mindfulness of the body can support whatever practice we're doing. If we find that we're really lost in thought or having um, difficulties, then we can bring our awareness back to the present moment, back to the felt sense. In some ways, we can consider like the body moves slower than the mind or as the mind may be spinning, the sensations in the body usually aren't moving around quite so much. Also, the body can give us feedback about uh, what's going on with us. Um, maybe I'll, I'll do a little show and tell here. That um, I like to sit like this with my uh, wrist in a neutral place with my uh, forearm. Just I have some issues with my wrist, so I'm often sitting like this. And then I notice that my, I would like start intertwining my fingers and like, Really tightly and twisting them. And I thought, oh, I'm actually tense. But I didn't know I was tense. It was getting expressed this way with my hands. Also, early in my practice, I discovered that I would often start me doing like this: leaning my chin forward, right, as I was planning. You know, kind of leaning forward and the chin going up. So, Right, these are ways that we can kind of check in with the body Is a way that can give us feedback. Oh yeah, look at that planning that's happening. And what's amazing, right, is softening the twisting of the hands or putting the chin back a little bit and coming back into the middle of the practice. It works both ways that that can help support that mindfulness, kind of the settling down, less tension, less uh, planning. So, of course, our mind states are reflected in our bodies I mean, we can use our bodies to help our mind states. This is often why a lot of people do yoga too, right? So then a third way that we could use uh, mindfulness of the body as a support is to simply have the body be the object of the meditation. Often here, we teach uh, mindfulness of breathing, the sensations of breathing, which is a type of mindfulness of the body, kind of like feeling the movement of the abdomen or the chest and just bringing the awareness back to these uh, bodily sensations. But of course, there's many more sensations that are happening in the body. So we could do um, mindfulness of the body in kind of two general ways. One is... In a relaxed way, in a kind of relaxed but um, intentional way. In some way, kind of like roam around, if we could use this word, bodyscape, and whatever is compelling, just rest our awareness there. When it's a little bit less compelling, go somewhere else. So in this way, our um, we're kind of following what's yeah what seems to be particularly vivid. Another way to do this is to ver- systematically go through um, the body. Often people start with the head and move down through the body, down to their feet and the toes. I sometimes will do this practice of mindfulness of the body, like with a body scan, when I'm feeling particularly restless, when I'm feeling particularly, uh, like my, feel like my thoughts are, all over the place, I'm not feeling settled. For me, this may not be the case for you, but for me, I find that kind of just doing a a body scan, kind of systematically going through different parts of the body, somehow brings some ease and some settledness. It might be that um, just simply because the body is grounded and that some areas, if I'm thinking about, okay, I want to like... Um, have mindfulness of the neck it's not so obvious so it takes a little bit of um, application of effort to actually feel the sensations in the neck and that little extra application of effort is just what's needed when the mind is feeling particularly um, busy so when I'm talking about uh, feeling sensations in the body I'm talking about things like pressure, temperature, tingling, itching, pulsing, aching, throbbing, spaciousness, openness, warmth, coolness from the Maybe sometimes we can feel uh, air going by, like on the physical, on the outside of the body. So something, you know, tangible. Maybe you won't have a word for it exactly, whatever the sensation might be. But to bring our awareness to these sensations, like from the inside, not thinking about it, not worrying about the, Um, specific meaning, or the, again, I'm sorry, getting the specific uh, word correct, but instead just like, what does it feel like? And also, with being with the body, there's no sense that it has to be elsewhere. It's just here. This can kind of help uh, bring us down to, bring us a more settled So with that as an introduction, let's do a guided meditation. I'll speak for some bit and then there'll be silence for some bit. About it, um. So let's see here. Okay, so let's begin with an alert, upright posture that also has some ease with it. But allow your posture to express your intention to pay attention. It would be helpful to tuck the chin just a tiny bit and open up the space in the back of the neck. Place your arms and your hands in a relaxed way, but also in a way that has a certain amount of symmetry. And let's begin by just bringing our awareness, resting our awareness to the sensations of breathing. Can you come in touch with those sensations? That is the movement of the abdomen, or the movement of the chest, or the feeling of the air going in and out of the nose. It's so easy to think about the breathing or somehow think about the sensations, but like from the inside, can you feel them in some way? like? beyond thought in some way. Doesn't have to be complicated, very simple. We're just resting our awareness on the sensations of breathing. Can you experience the full length of an in-breath? The beginning, the middle, and the end. Maybe there's stretching, pulling. And the full length of the out-breath. Again, the beginning, the middle, and the end of the out-breath. Right now, there's nowhere else to be, nothing else to do. Can we just be with the sensations of breathing? can aim the attention onto these breath sensations. What about the transition between an in-breath and an out-breath, or between an out-breath and an in-breath? Without straining, without striving, just a relaxed way, set the intention to just hang out there. How does it feel? if you find yourself lost in thought, that doesn't have to be a problem, or just very simply come back to the sensations of breathing. Again, is there a way that you can do this like beyond thought, in whatever way that makes sense to you? So now we can expand and play with shifting the primary focus of attention to points of contact with your body. So that is where the chair meets your body, where the ground meets your body. How does that feel? Might feel pressure, there might be warmth. Can you let your body come alive with whatever sensations are there? In these different points of contact. As if it were perfectly okay, perfectly okay, that there are these points of contact. Now, there might be some other area in the body that feels compelling, has some sensations. If not, you can stay here at the contact or with the sensations of breathing or with an area that feels compelling. And allow this part of your body to show itself we don't have to go like figure it out or we're just allowing it to be there and noticing can you attend to the sensations and to the qualities of the sensations whatever they are They may be pleasant, they may be unpleasant, they may be neither pleasant nor unpleasant, but just allowing them to be as they are. If you find the sensations are slipping away just very simply come back to the sensations of breathing. So in this way we can calmly and deliberately, gently, feel the different sensations in the body. We can use the sensations of breathing as an anchor, as a home base, when other sensations aren't compelling. Or if you find an area in the body that's somehow asking for attention just very simply kindly bring your awareness to that area as best you can, can you just be with the bare sensations themselves? This might take a little bit of practice or it might be second nature. Maybe it's easier, more accessible in certain regions of the body, less accessible in other areas of the body On occasion, you might find it helpful to check in with the posture. Letting the posture support your practice and perhaps giving you some feedback. can tune into the feelings, the sensations in the body without having to do anything about them. We're merely opening to them in awareness and allowing them to be there just as they are as best we can. of course use your wisdom if there are sensations in the body that are telling you that the way that you're sitting is not helpful or supportive pay attention to that of course So now I'll be silent, so that you can practice at your own pace in a way that feels supportive for you. You can use sensations of breathing and or the sensations of the body. Maybe the points of contact, the pressure. Allow yourself to feel grounded and present. And if ever you feel lost or not quite sure what you're doing, you can always, always come back to the sensations of breathing. meditation is pretty simple, not always easy, if we're accustomed to thinking, about things, trying to solve them, figure them out. It might feel awkward, uncomfortable, foreign. But being with the sensations of the body can be an incredible ally Support for us in difficult times can provide some grounding, some settledness. So then to end this meditation, you can feel the pressure of the chair or the cushion against your body. Feel your feet on the ground. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes So we may discover that, of course, some of the sensations in the body are difficult to be with. There's a few things that we can do. One is to try to like be curious about it and to feel inside, get some certain amount of clarity, but with some ease, without a sense of like trying to dig or really figure it out, but a sense of curiousness. So is this more like a throbbing or is it more like a stabbing? Is it more hot or is it neutral temperature? Is it dynamic or is it static? Does it feel like it's there? Is it really broad and diffuse or is it pointed? So in this way, we can like just do this Gentle, gentle investigation. Not with this sense, that, again, that we have to figure it out, but as a way to kind of help support our just being with it. And if we can start to recognize and that it, um, instead of being um, maybe like this black box of like, oh, this terrible sensation in my knee again, instead it can become like, oh... This, this uh, throbbing sensation is shifting a lot. I never noticed how it shifted before. And then somehow our relationship to the experience shifts. So of course mindfulness does, may or may not affect the sensation, but we can affect our relationship that we have, right, to it. And if we can somehow bring a little bit more ease and spaciousness, Mentioned this last time that some of the suffering, the difficulty, the problem of that sensation can drain away. Doesn't mean the sensation goes away. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. But sometimes it doesn't. But it stops becoming as much of a problem. Maybe it stops becoming a problem at all. Certainly, I've had times where I've sat, I was meditating and I, I actually had this thought to arise, wow, if I weren't here meditating, that would be uncomfortable. But I, I, just, I was in such a state that I was just noticing, like, oh, this is, I don't remember precisely what the sensations were, but this recognition that there can be some openness and some presence with the sensations to, where they're not so much a problem. Yes, they're uncomfortable, but that doesn't have to be something terrible that has to be fixed. Of course, this is such an incredible thing to work with and skill to work with, right? Because there isn't a person in this room that isn't aging. There isn't a person in this room that's immune from the body behaving in ways that don't match our preferences. Guaranteed. So this is a way to help us kind of as our bodies shift and change. If we're practicing in these other ways in meditation, then with this maybe smaller, more subtle shifting and changing, but just practicing with this idea of being with the sensations, experiencing them, and noticing the difference between what's actually happening and our thoughts about what's happening, which is often making the experience worse. But if in some way, if we can have some spaciousness here, This will support us as we age, as we get sick. As people we love age and get sick. So of course, but there's, uh, I remember uh, sitting in on when when Gil was teaching uh, Introduction to Mindfulness class, which I think he will be teaching again in just a few weeks. And he said something that was really compelling for me and that I kind of uh, really played around with. And that is, he said, you know, we call this mindfulness. It really should be called bodyfulness. I thought, wow, wow, that's quite something. I had kind of always been thinking like, oh, I just have to make my mind do something. But this idea of bodyfulness is a way to, you know, kind of emphasizes that idea of inhabiting, abiding in our physical experience. So a way that um, mindfulness of the body can support any of your meditation practice, mindfulness practice, concentration practice, loving-kindness practice, any other practice you might be doing. As I mentioned, is it can really... Um, often the difficulties that we're having is not always, but often is there's a physical sensation and or, or just mental, you know, rumination going around and around in some ways, some unsettledness. And so just bringing our awareness to the physical sense can really, in some ways, give the mind some space to settle down as opposed to always be fueling the thoughts because we're thinking about thoughts. I'll talk about how to work with thoughts in a subsequent week. But So it's not uncommon for somebody, if they're doing loving-kindness practice or um, concentration practice or mindfulness of breathing, to sometimes check in with the posture. Maybe you're doing this already without kind of really noticing that you are. But again, to use kind of the physical experience as a way to just be a support for being here, being now, as best we can, as best we can. So maybe I'll stop there and open it up for some questions and Comments that you might have about mindfulness of the body, something I said, or maybe share something that happened with this meditation, guided meditation, or did this feel like old hat? Oh yeah, I've been doing this, or was it like, hmm, I haven't given this as much attention before? How did you say to use raft? oh yes so R is to recognize so when you're experiencing difficulties just recognize there's two things you can recognize one is like oh there's a little bit of struggle things are resistance things are happening recognize that that's happening and then recognize what is it that's difficult often it can be a sensation in the body A stands for allow or accept, see that I wove that into the practice here, that's this allowing, accepting is a big part of mindfulness practice. F is to feel in the body, this idea that I've been talking about to get grounded. In some ways, allow the body to be a container for the experience in whatever way that makes sense for you. And then T is tease apart. There's a a few things we can tease apart. One is the physical experience from our thoughts about the physical experience. And the other, we can tease apart something I said too, is that like we have a sensation or a thought and we have like our relationship to it. Maybe this is, I'm saying the same thing in different ways. But to notice that often we can't change what the experience is or the thought pattern or emotion, but we can change the, our, um, how we respond to it. So to kind of like tease those apart, the, what's actually happening from our ideas about what's happening or how we are trying to shove it away or something like that. Recognize, allow, feel, tease apart. And then maybe I'll say as an add-on, um, you know, I'm saying this in this order because it makes a nice little word, raft. It doesn't mean that your practice will unfold in just that way, right? I went through a lot of this just kind of t- emphasizing allowing and feeling, little bit of teasing apart in there so you can use it just as a mnemonic to help you or you can use it specifically as a tool you know you can play with this and experiment and use it in whatever way is helpful thank you Gumi Gumi's trying to get rid of the microphone yes can we send it uh, up this direction I think it would be nice if you could say there's some people who are using hearing-assisted devices.
1: I'm curious if you have any uh, tips between watching your breath and controlling your breath.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's quite something, right? uh, Sometimes we discover that we're actually controlling it a little bit or a lot or something a few things I can say about this things to play with, explore and try sometimes um, there can be ex- an experience of like oh I noticed I'm controlling but I don't want to control but there I am, I'm controlling look there's an in breath, I think I was controlling that and wow look at this out breath And we can, there's can be a certain tightness as we're trying to let go but we can't let go of controlling but we can't so in this way I would say Rather than struggling with this idea of controlling the breath, control the breath in this particular way. That is, in a very easy, as the gentlest way you can, have the out-breath be just a little bit longer than the in-breath. Again, without trying to make a big project out of it, but if you're gonna control, control it in a way that's supportive. And that having the exhale a little bit longer supports relaxation supports ease. And you may find that you just naturally kind of get tired of controlling it and you just start breathing and noticing the breathing. So I would say that's uh, one way. Um, Maybe I'll stick with that. I think that's something to do. Rather than trying to fight it, just work with it. Yeah, so... (laughs) This is part of the ritual is handing the microphone.
1: What's your opinion on meditation first thing in the morning or just before going to sleep?
0: Yeah, so this uh, is personal choice and again, I'm using this word experiment and play to discover um, I've, uh, heard from other people that most often early in the morning is, uh, easier, or maybe after the coffee, but before the, you turn on any screens. But, um, I think s- sometimes people may get up in the morning and feel like, oh my goodness, I have lots of things to do. And they just feel like they just don't, the last thing they want to do is sit down. Often that at the end of the day, of course we feel tired Right, And our bodies are trained, accustomed, that whenever we start settling down and close the eyes, we kind of want to fall asleep. So a lot of people find uh, meditating at night difficult. At the same time, some people find it the easiest because they've done what needed to be done, and now finally they can relax. So I think each of us gets to find our own way with this. Could you talk a little more about the acceptance with the loving-kindness when you notice the feelings or the pressure in the body? Yeah, so in some ways maybe it's easier to talk about acceptance um, by talking about what it's not. right? It's like the absence of trying to push it away or the absence of be a certain like irritation like dang it if this thing just weren't here then I could meditate you know, there's that, that could be like subtle and gross right there's a big, uh, big version of that so instead there c- uh, the t- um, rec- I'm using this word recognize but the reality of the moment is that sensation is there and to somehow just open into the reality of the moment, and maybe that's a word is there a way to open often when we 're struggling or trying to push away there's a feeling of closing and constriction that we can feel in our body. sometimes it can be a little bit of a um, a collapsing in the chest area that can be kind of like uh, yeah collapsing the chest area but it also maybe just kind of collapsing in lots of different ways of like oh I can't do this this thing is terrible or something whereas accepting as more an experience of kind of sitting upright kind of more with the chest open like okay this is what's happening and it may or may not match your preferences right but just uh, be a little bit I'm going like this with my hands, because it's kind of how I experience it, is an opening and an uprightness. But at the same time, right, sometimes there may be difficulties, uh, really uncomfortable sensations in the body that require some skill. And if uh, a person has chronic pain, that may require something, you know, a little bit more and different than what we're talking about here. This can be helpful, but also there may be some um, other things to work with. So we do have to have some wisdom like to allow uh, what's happening, but at the same time not to injure ourselves. And then that gets a little tricky because sometimes we think like, oh yeah, I'm taking care of myself, therefore I better shift my posture, I better get up, I better you know, stop or something like this. So this sometimes we often have to explore for ourselves too. And when, one key is that you'll know that um, if it was okay to stay in that posture or to have those um, experiences, it's like what happens when the bell rings? Very often, if you'll notice, there may be like this sensation in the back or this terrible restlessness or sensations in the knee, whatever it might be, that when the bell rings, ah, they just go away. It's often this somehow when there's a I don't know, a sense of okay, finally I made it to the end, there can be a certain relaxation and then some of these difficulties can go away. Was that was that an okay answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll add that um I'm available if you'd like some one on one uh guidance or discussion about your practice so on Thursdays before this time there's a clipboard at the end of this stage you can put your name down and we would meet in this small little room here before uh, this time either 6.15 or 6.45
1: Just wanted to comment that like <clears throat> you know you said that you noticed um that you would have a lot of tension in your hands and i noticed that i would my jaw would get i would have a lot of tension there and then i would start relaxing my jaw or kind of open my mouth a little bit and then i would always realize that it's clenched up again and then i would i would just kind of would go from that and then kind of like a pain in my back but I noticed that when I, um, when I released the tension from my jaw, it kind of like opened me up a little more. But then it would kind of happen again, but it kind of was like going back and forth with that. But I noticed that.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, this is, turns out to be not so uncommon to kind of hold tension in our jaw, right? How many of us like grind our teeth at night too? right, It's kind of really a similar idea and it may be this way that you may notice and then you relax and then it gets tense again and then you relax and you get tense again and then you relax and then it gets tense again and then you relax and then it's somehow it's uh, this repeated kind of relaxing the times of relaxation starts to get longer and the times of the tension starts to get shorter but also something really great happens is you start to notice in your daily life oh look there's that sensation again of uh, clenching my jaw And then you can bring some relaxation as best as you can then. And that way, this can support your daily life to recognizing in meditation how you uh, hold tension. I I do this with my hands in daily life, too. I discovered I didn't know I was doing this. And sometimes I'm tense. I'm doing something with my hands. Thank you, Jordan. Mm -hmm. So right behind you.
1: Um, Could you speak to a little bit more um, the difference between um, the actual feeling and the thought around the feeling? Because sometimes I don't have confidence around being able to parse
0: yeah. Cross it out. Like yeah. Am I
1: thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that soreness or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because you I can sometimes you almost imagine soreness and then it becomes sore.
0: Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about thinking, but for now I'll say this. That um, there's usually two ways in which we think. And it's distinct than how we feel. So thinking is usually often like images a movie, a photograph, something like that. And the images may be clear or they may be kind of diffuse and fuzzy. Or it's more like hearing a voice, maybe our own voice, somebody else's voice, an unknown voice. So often thoughts have that quality of like a hearing or a seeing. Whereas feeling is... I don't know what's the other word feeling right it's like knowing the sensations and so often what might happen is we'll have a like know a sensation then we'll have a thought and then we'll come back to the sensation then we'll have a thought then we'll come back to the sensation I think that um, mindfulness of the body does take some practice to be able to hang out uh, with the sensations and that's perfectly okay if you're going kind of like back and forth that's just how it is but just sometimes, um, being with the like the interior experience. I keep on going this with my hands because it kind of feels like it's inside somehow. This um, even if it's not exclusively what you're doing, if it's intermittent with uh, thinking, it can have enormous benefit in terms of feeling grounded, feeling present, feeling more settled and some spacious. Was that helpful? Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. So back here I got like a moment where I felt like I wasn't my body and then um, I guess and then I felt like more openness later on and so I was wondering like when you're going through your day and you're heavy in your mind how do you kind of maybe go back to that on like a super busy day yeah this is an excellent question like okay can we incorporate this into our daily life and I'll say for me um, one time I I had a job that was uh, kind of difficult and I was learning meditation and I found mindfulness of the body so helpful in two particular ways I'll say first walking meditation that is I was walking anyway you know to the office down the hall or, you know, to the bathroom, wherever, and just feeling my feet on the ground, just walking. It's a way that just kind of got collected and was soothing in some way to be present. So we could do mindfulness of the body in terms of mindfulness of the walking, feeling the pressures on the bottom of the feet. For myself, I'll say that I discovered when I was in meetings that I was feeling, like, uncomfortable and I wanted to get out of that meeting. (laughs) I would just bring awareness to my abdomen moving for when I was breathing. I'm still paying attention and participating to the meeting, but there's also, you know, a certain part of me that's just paying attention to my abdomen moving and or feeling my feet on the ground, you know, underneath the chair. So in these ways, it can kind of help, like, collect us and have us feel a little bit more grounded and less... uh, reactive or less uh, lost in thought and ruminating and and when we're a little more collected and grounded of course our greatest wisdom can arise there's more room for that so is there some ways just incorporate into what you're already doing of course driving too driving's a good one too to feel your body on the car seat feel your hand on the steering wheel that's a way too
1: <clears throat> walking meditation. Can you give a recommendation how to best do it? Especially if you're walking, say, in a forested area. What's what, what do you recommend and how to do it?
0: Yeah, so there's a number of different ways you can do walking meditation. One is as part of a formal meditation practice, which uh, is a little bit different than like maybe going for being in the woods or something like this. I'll start with being in the the woods or in the forested area. So just like we do mindfulness of breathing, that we um, choose an anchor, very often it's the breath. And then when our mind wanders, we come back to the sensations of breathing. It's often what we teach here. It's often what mindfulness is about. With walking, like in the woods, you can t- use a different anchor. You might find it like, helpful to feel uh, the, how your clothes feel against your body as your legs are moving, like this swish, swish, swish. In a very kind of gentle way, just be aware of the, that sensation of the clothing moving. You can be aware of the sensation, as I j- had just said before, of the pressure on the bottom of your feet as you take um, each step. Or you can be aware in a more kind of like general global way of moving through space in whatever way that makes sense to you, that it can be fun to kind of like investigate, like, what does it feel like to move through space? Maybe you feel like a tiny little bit of a breeze, or maybe you feel... Yeah, I don't know. You can explore for yourself how how it feels.
1: I know the forest is quite a distraction. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) Mine goes all over. Also... Uh, the pace—if uh, it's a quick step—require you, uh, you more oxygen. So, this. I mean, what's your recommendation? Whether quick clip or slow pace?
0: Yeah. So, um, I think I would allow the beauty of the forest to support you, and like not try to like not look at it or enjoy it, but maybe we, will, we might talk about this about this in a different thing. Just not- just notice. Oh, I'm seeing. Feeling delight, feel the delight in your body, feel the happiness if that's what it is you know to be have the good fortune to be out in the woods uh walking and allow that to kind of support you, nourish you, drink it up in terms of pace um that depends on uh what your objective is you know if you are feeling uh lethargic and um Low energy, maybe low mood. It might be nice to walk a little bit faster to get kind of you know bring energy in, and then um, in order to prevent from the mind having to go like you know really quickly moving with as the body moves faster, the you may not want the body. I'm sorry, the mind to move that much faster. Then you can choose uh, an object that's a little bit different. For example, maybe moving through space which is kind of like a generic more global feeling as you're walking faster but if you're walking really slow then maybe you can do like the heel of one foot to the ball of one foot and the heel of one foot and the ball of the other foot so you can choose what you're paying attention to that um, corresponds to your pace and allows some ease in the mind you don't want the mind to get all contracted like oh I'm trying to be mindful of this instead a way that has some ease and gentleness but also has some you know intention like okay i'm going to be mindful so you may have to adjust what you're paying attention to according to what the pace is and then adjust the pace according to how you feel and what you want does that make sense
1: I ask if um, you have any any thoughts about how to um, be present with a sense of tiredness without like succumbing to that actual tiredness.
0: Yeah, this is a this is really common, right? There's a few things to do. One is to <laughs> so one. I'll wait for this. It's okay. Yeah, this happens to all of us. So, one is to use the body to support you. That is, if you're sitting in a chair to come up off the backrest so that it requires a little more energy and you have to sit up straight, mm-hmm. if your body allows. Some people need the um back support and to sit upright, you know, a little bit more, and maybe a little bit more uprightness energy without being too stiff, but maybe a little bit more, I'll keep on using this word, uprightness, however that makes sense to you. You can also um, open up your eyes uh, a little bit to bring in light. And then a third one is you can feel the sensations in the body. So how does tiredness feel is it around the shoulders? Do you feel like you kind of want to collapse into this and have the head go forward? Or is it felt uh, behind the eyes, like, oh, I just want to like go off into dreamland or something like this? As well as you can notice what is happening in the mind. That is, right, we have a certain amount of alertness and then it's a process as we kind of go down into this hypnagogic state so you can just set the intention okay i'm gonna pay attention to this thing that happens most likely what will happen is you'll watch yourself go get things get wispy and fuzzy and they start to get dreamy and then if you're sitting up what happens often right you're going like this and there's this little (laughs) jerk right and you wake yourself up and then off you go again But then you can start to like, wow, this is fascinating. So if you can bring some curiosity to it, that curiosity may be able to bring just enough energy that you may be able to like go this far and then, oh, and then just kind of come back up. So in some ways to not fight it, sometimes you want to fight it, you want to sit up straight and open the eyes, stand up, walk. You could do meditation in different postures. Sometimes you don't want to fight it, and just uh, notice what's it like and bring that curiosity investigation. Allow that to bring a little more energy in so that you don't fall asleep. But most likely you'll drift off and come back. It's It's a practice to learn how to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's call that an evening. So I wish all of you some, when you kind of check in with the body, that sometimes you find some peace and ease and well-being. Thank you.